Remote Hacks podcast on a remote hack day. Hello, Leodely neighbors, and welcome to episode 37 of Air Quotes, the podcast Air Quotes. It is, in fact, a hack side chat episode. Here we go. Fair, 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 air horn noise. Everyone's super excited because I've got Ryan the Brooks with me today. We're going to talk about um, tech interviews and tech tests and assessment in the tech space and generally just get it all funky there. Maybe maybe a little too funky, but we'll take that out in post. Anyway, Ryan, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, obviously, it's great to be here to rant with you about tech tests or totally. more, more importantly, like, you know, not, not valuing people's time, making them feel like it's hard, you know, setting the expectation of what it's going to be like when they work for you later. So, oh, sure, um, sure. And and you're um you're in the middle of writing a blog post about this. Is that is that true? Yeah. So I've been obviously I've done tech tests when I've been applying for jobs. Um, but I've also seen quite a few people go through tech tests when I've been mentoring them or just been chatting about it. And um, I've done a little bit of recruitment, so I've kind of been on all sides of it. And almost all tech tests have made me angry. So I figured I should probably write about why that is. So. Okay, so give us a little, give us a little bit, little previews of the remix. What makes you so angry about them? I think the real problem is that a lot of people introduce tech tests because it's kind of fear, fear and avoidance. So we we know we want to recruit someone to do a role, and um, but we're nervous that we'll hire the wrong person. Like, well, maybe in. For tech tests, we think we might hire someone who can't actually write code or doesn't fit with the way that we write code. So we often drop tech tests in a way of going, ah, well, we'll tick that box. We'll know that they're okay at coding. But as that's been, as we've been doing that for longer, we see more and more tech tests that don't really look like they're solving that problem. They're not answering the question of can they write code. They're maybe not even answering the question of do they code the way that we want um, so you you give people something um, and you don't necessarily know what problem you're trying to solve with it. And for me, the problem with this is that because you're trying to avoid a bad hire, hiring someone who's not technically competent, the easiest way to do that is to make your tech test bigger uh, or more complex. And you're effectively trying to catch people out who can't think about that thing in the way that you want them to. And mm. um, so the first thing is, that it doesn't necessarily value their time. Um, it's very easy to send a readme to someone and go, do this thing, it doesn't take long. And I've done tech tests that have taken me three full days of work to get to get yeah. working to a standard that I'm happy with. Unpaid um, probably too. Oh, totally unpaid, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're not, it kind of ties into the next point about it not being clear about what's expected. Like, are they hoping that you're gonna hack something very quickly just to show that you can do a for loop or do they really want to see how you'd write production code? Um, and actually, generally, companies that I've spoken to have thought that their tech tests take a lot less time than people actually spend on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 really it. Yeah. So something I mean that I immediately think about when you're when you're mentioning like, how do you know what the tech test is actually looking for? What it's testing? I mean, one of the um, like the core tenets of psychometric assessment, oh, that's right, I dropped the terms, is like 
people need to know how they're being assessed, right? And like what criteria they're being evaluated against. So yeah, I've seen this a lot of times. It's like you you see the tech test and you're like, well, do they want me to like optimize for speed and then talk about what I would have done if I'd had more time? Or do they want to see me like a total best effort over like, like, like you said, three days or whatever? It's totally unclear. And it becomes a game of like guessing what the, the interviewer or whoever set you the test wants you to do, right? Which is like not how we should be assessing human ability. Um, and like, I get that for the same reason that we have like, and probably will for a long time have standardized tests. It's not authentic at all, but it's very practical, right? So it's easy to send out. It's easy to mark. It's basically easy to administer and interpret the results. They're probably not very valid results, but they are reliable, right? So in the same way that like, oh, can somebody like scaffold out a really simple express server project? Like that's probably like you're going to be able to figure that out, but like is that actually applicable to what they're going to be doing in their day job? Um, and I, I remember I, I had an experience where I was um, taking a tech test where it was pairing with somebody about this completely new code base I'd never seen before in a, a very weird framework. Like it was a bit assessing kind of how I could work with somebody else. And, but like, is that the same? Like, obviously it's a very different experience to, okay, I'm going to go sit next to a person that I've known for two years, work on a code base that both of us has contributed to over that time, who I'm already very familiar with. I mean, it's necessarily a very different situation, right? And one of the other main things that we know from like assessment best practice is the, the task type affects the outcome. So if you're setting somebody up, I mean, not, I won't say setting them up for failure, but like setting someone up in a very inauthentic situation, like the extent to which you could generalize those results to like an actual construct of their ability to perform in a completely different context. I, I don't know if there's a lot of appreciation for that. Um, what, what do you think about, I don't know, is there, is there a way forward with this? Is there, cause obviously you like, if you, if you took it to the logical extreme, we'll just have somebody perform through the entire length of a career and then after that decide whether we should have hired them. I mean, you can't do that, right? So it's like, well, can you figure that out in a week? Can you figure it out in a day? Can you figure it out in an hour? And it's like, so there's that trade-off between um, reliability and authenticity, right? Um, I mean, do you, like, what, what should we do? Should we, I don't know, do it completely different? Should we just forget about improving it? What, what, what do you think? I think that's, that's a really good question. And uh, as always, there is no right answer. Um, I think if we pick apart some of the problems with the approaches that we have, we can start to see like hybrid model that works better though. So, mm. um, I mean, it was really interesting. You mentioned pairing as a tech test. Yeah. I know uh, I've been writing code for what, 14, 15 years. Uh, and I still get nervous about pairing and sitting in front of someone and having them judge me about the code in real totally. time. Um, and so it can be, it's much like when we're in school, we know that, that certain groups perform better at exams, certain groups perform better at coursework. Yeah. Um, but the the tech tests, the in-person tech tests that I've seen that have been particularly bad, um, bad in air quotes, podcast, um, are ones where you don't know what you're, you're going into. You don't know what the type of assessment is going to be and you don't know what you're going to be expected to do. Yeah. Um, I've been to some great um, in-person paired tech assessments where you've like they've 
<clears throat> the person being assessed is told at the beginning they're not expected to have working code. Um, and you can spend 25 minutes talking around a problem rather than writing code and potentially still pass the tech test. Mm, sure. um, but it's, the, I mean, those ones, they were quite upfront. The, the thing they're assessing is the way you think about approaching it, not the thing that you actually write. Um, sure. If you're stepping out of that and going, well, it's more coursework based, we'll let you take it away. That can be really good because it gives a bit more freedom for the person to go off and think about it, maybe get stuck have a break, walk, you know, the kind of things that you'd hope that people did in real life. Right. Um, but it opens this door to having something that takes a lot longer than you think it might. Um, so then you've really got to think about the scope of things. And I've seen a really good tech test, uh, take a take home tech test that was in Python, um, where it was basically consume the CSV and pull out some data from it. And they didn't want you to build a really like a test driven, object oriented or fully functional broken down thing. They just wanted to see that you could open a CSV and read the contents of it. And that's, I think that's maybe the bar that we really want to be aiming for is can they actually write code? I think almost at any level, whether it's junior or senior, it's can they write a bit of code, even if they can go off and use a bit of Stack Overflow mm -hmm. and you're probably going to have a call afterwards. Uh, where you get to talk through it, or part of your parent session might be talking through it. Um, but that maybe leads on to an, another point, because you said about um, not getting paid for some of these big tech tests. So I did one in particular that was in fact two, there were three days. Um, and, and I've never been paid for a tech test, but I have paid people when I've been recruiting to do tech tests. Oh. Um, because I think it's it's so easy especially now that we're remote to say oh you go off and do this call then do this thing that might take you a day or two then do another call then another call um there are a load of companies where they have six or seven stages to an interview process where that can be half an hour to an hour for everyone so you're giving away like a day oh yeah just in video calls plus you've got this tech test so when we did it before um we uh, paid the, the people who were doing the tech test. I think it was a half day at um, a junior freelancer rate. So it's like a fair amount to have them take some time off work. Mm. Uh, it was for a junior role. So um, enough to make it worthwhile to take that time off work unpaid if you have to. So you're not expecting people to give up holiday. Um, and there's also the caveat that if you're unable to do that for whatever reason, that's fine. We can work out a different way of doing it. Like, you know, come in and do some pairing instead. Uh, and that worked really well because it forced our recruitment process to value that time that they were spending, mm, which meant yeah. that we did the tech test after we'd done the first interview rather than just firing at everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's legs on that. Um, convincing senior management to pay people when they don't even work for you is a totally different question. Well, sure, sure. And um, let me, I'll just ask one more question and we could probably wrap it up. What do you think about feedback after a tech test? I mean, in the same way that I think we both agree that doing it in a way, I mean, running the, the assessment that sort of values the person and their time. And I mean, I think the feedback is something, particularly if the person fails the tech test or for whatever reason, you know, doesn't past that stage in the in the process um i mean giving feedback having it be actionable i mean constructive things like that have you seen that go right go wrong what are your thoughts on that yeah so i think uh, feedback for every part of the interview is really important uh, and i guess my main message is 
if you are struggling to provide constructive feedback, you're probably not assessing in a structured way. Yeah. Um, and if you're not assessing in a structured way, that means that you're likely suffering from bias, which means that you're probably not doing much for, you know, helping uh, get rid of the, the bias, bias problems like diversity problems that we have in tech. Mm. Hey, yep. great. We've got another white middle-aged male talking about diversity and tech. I'm definitely fully qualified to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, for tech tests, I've seen, seen some amazing feedback. So uh, a friend of mine failed a tech test and they were told that they'd failed. So the, the wording of this is already kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but they failed the tech test because the commit message structure that they'd used wasn't what the company had expected. And bear in mind, they hadn't said how they sure. expected commit messages. Yep. So there is um, there is something about giving feedback when it is actionable, but maybe not being opinionated, thinking that you are right. Um, I've been through one particular recruitment process where the feedback I got after the pairing session after a pretty big tech test was, oh, you're not operating at the level we'd expect for a principal engineer. I'm like, cool, well, that's, that really is just going to make me feel bad. Right. Um, if I hadn't held that exact job before, I would probably feel really bad about the fact that I'm not worthy of that job. Yeah. Uh, rather than the fact that we didn't manage to, we'd like, we maybe had a different approaches to solving problems that are incompatible, uh, or they just didn't like me, or maybe I just interviewed poorly on that day. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. of course, the, yeah, the feedback isn't broken down by like, oh, well, we were looking for these five things and they're they're weighted at these, you know, percentages and you got this percentage here, but here was a little bit, I mean, it's just like yes or no, right? Which is, I mean, mm. maybe kind of actionable in a sense of like, oh, I should, you know, be better at being a principal engineer. I don't know. I mean, that's probably actually not that actionable. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. In terms of, yeah, the feedback, it, it would be not, I mean, I imagine having a rubric for, a tech test. I've heard of some some tech interviews where they tell you in advance what the questions are, which I think is absolutely fantastic. I think yeah. if you are afraid of people cheating, that's in air quotes, by the way, cheating on your tech test, that's a terrible test anyway. So you should rethink, you know, how you're doing that. Um, but yeah, you were you going to say something? Yeah, one thing I was going to say is that although I'm kind of slapping down on tech tests generally in this. Um, there are tech tests that I've seen that have been very good. Mm. Um, and those ones, obviously I wrote them all. Um, <laughs> those ones are generally like, it's exactly like you say, they're sent out in advance and they prime you with the thing that you want. And I've taken, because I've done a couple of tech tests recently for contractors in civil service, and I've taken as many lessons from that as possible. Yeah. So I guess just calling out one of them, um, we were recruiting for a, a Drupal expert um, and we knew that one of the problems we had with our Drupal code base was a lack of tests. Mm. Um, and so our tech test that we sent through to them said, we take a test first approach. Um, we want to spin up a simple Drupal CMS and add a route that does this thing. Um, and I can't remember what else was, but like we primed them with, we care about tests. And we've got a definition of done that was, there's some comments, there's some uh, tests and there's a readme telling me how to run it um, and even with that some people didn't send back code with tests but it feels like you've been open with everyone and kind of upfront of like these are the attributes that we want to assess you on so when we were providing feedback it was much easier to say we'd hope to see tests but we didn't see tests or we saw happy path testing but not exception testing um, mm -hmm. and it feels less kind of mean than just going 
ah, yo caigo sin querer nada. Sure, sure. And and just to flip that back around for a second, do you think there would be like a negative or some sort of detriment to making even more explicit saying here's the tech test we want to see this many acceptance tests this many i mean maybe at the risk of being too prescriptive in how they solve the problem but sort of being even not not just level of you know well we care about tests because again i mean that sort of language could be interpreted differently depending on sort of cultural values maybe um but just i mean could perhaps in British English that's super explicit? I don't know. I'm American, in case the listeners didn't know. Uh, and I'm I'm just thinking, perhaps something even more explicit might yield different results. I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, so I agree, and um, I will put a link to that tech test in this show oh. notes because working in government, one of the great things is we are uh, working in the open. Um, so yeah, absolutely. We had a definition of done awesome. that included a test. But I think it's absolutely right. Like we ah, often don't, we often don't spend that much time writing out these tech tests because we're doing it amongst all of our other stuff in our day jobs. But the more information right. you can give people, like if you are a functional programming house, or if you're heavily into OO, or you absolutely think that you should be using page objects with Cypress, like say you want to see that, um, mm. because it saves people having to be psychic. Well, yeah, exactly. And you get faster to like test the thing that you want to test. Like, ah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, cool. Well, this was a fantastic Hackside chat. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. This was tremendous. We'll see you on the next Hackside chat.